0: Hey, what up, fam? I'm Destiny, your host, and you're tuning in to Who We Are podcast, where each week we dive into truth and dig deep to uncover the details of who God says we are and what we can do to overcome the labels that try to replace our identity. This podcast was made to encourage, empower, and engage every generation. So if you like what you hear today, please comment, like, subscribe, and share to spread the word. It takes like 20 seconds, but could impact someone for a lifetime. This week, we're going to be talking about worth worthy. Am I enough now? That is the question, am I enough now, written on my heart since I was a small little girl. For years, I have lived with this sense of trying to muster up value in the eyes of others, in the eyes of people who are important to me. And that's where the problem began. Because when you live for the approval of others, you will die by the disapproval of others. When I was looking for validation, looking to make people proud, when I was looking for that sense of satisfaction of, am I enough now? Am I good enough? Am I a good enough student? Am I a good enough daughter? Am I, is my art piece good enough? Am I a good enough soccer player? I'll never be good enough because there's always someone who's going to be better than me. And I would stare into the mirror in the bathroom looking at this person who reflected back at me and I would ask, am I good enough? Could I love myself today? Was I good enough today to be loved and accepted? But we cannot be judges of ourselves. We cannot decide if we are good enough. And if we do that, then we betray God in our lives. Because only God can judge us because he is the one who created us. And without him, we will never be good enough. Luke 6.26 says, There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others. Saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. When you look towards the world to find value, to find your worth, to find your satisfaction, you will never find true peace. Because you cannot expect God to be your source of peace if the world is your source of satisfaction. I have allowed others in my life to define me. And maybe you have too. Maybe you've let others define you. Maybe you've let school define you. Maybe you've let a job or a friend group or a a past experience define you. I've put more importance on what they thought about me and what I was capable of accomplishing than what I truly knew about myself, than what God said about me. When you let the world define your worth, you will never find your true worth. Because you will never be good enough. Because what the world accepts one day, they reject the next. But here's the truth. Jesus is enough. Jesus is more than enough. This means we don't have to be good enough. Because on our own, our flesh will fail. But in God, our spirits will stay forever. God created you. God knows your thoughts before you speak them. God knows you. So why are you letting a world that is already flawed try to define you? Why don't you let the creator who is perfect in every way, shape, and form define you? Because when you start to give the world that power of defining you for your worth, they're going to mistreat you in every way possible. Because they don't know your worth because they weren't your creator. Think of an artist. When an artist creates a piece of art, they put a piece of them into that art. That's exactly what God did with us. When he created you, he breathed his life into you. He created you and shaped you and formed you in your mother's womb. Like an artist, he created you. You are unique unlike any other piece. You have unique eyes. You have unique fingerprints. You have a unique calling and a purpose. And you are so priceless to him. That's why his son died on the cross for you. That is your worth. And like an artist, only the true artist of that painting knows the worth of that painting. Because to someone, when you look at a painting to one person, that painting might only be worth $10. But in the next person, that painting might be worth $10 million. Because they aren't the true artist. So they don't get to determine the worth. And to the artist who created the piece of art, it's priceless. And that's exactly how God sees you. Christ's blood made you worthy because he knew on our own we never would be. His grace is sufficient for you. For his power is made perfect in our weakness. In my weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in Christ. And when you're looking to the world, like I said before, for your satisfaction, you will never find peace. You'll never find true peace. You will always be restless, looking and craving for that attention and that approval of people, looking for that identity, looking for that worth to define your identity. But when you try to define your identity in a world that doesn't know who, they're, who they are, your identity will be smeared and mushed and you will not be able to see the true reflection of who you are. Your peace is important. That is why God says over and over in the Bible that his peace is for your mind, to have a sound mind of peace, that his peace covers you, that God wants you to live a life of peace. God wants you to live a life of rejoicing. And that's something that goes along right with your worth. Is when you're rejoicing, you're not feeling negative about yourself. When you're feeling sad or nervous or anxious and you start to have a heart of gratitude and you start thanking the Lord, you're going to realize what you were worried about 10 minutes ago, you're not worried about anymore. Once you flip the switch and start just thanking God and having that heart of gratitude and God knows that. I didn't really have a set kind of like Devo in a sense written out for today. I just kind of was talking a little bit on my blog post, but what's been really on my heart as well is hearts of gratitude because our culture is so negative driven and negative people tear down other people. And when you're negative, you're not showing your true diamond self and you're going to reflect that to other people and that's going to tear them down. And you're going to make them feel like crap because you feel like crap. Because you aren't finding your true source of satisfaction in the Lord. Gratitude. Gratitude is the heart of rejoicing. When you are grateful, you are peaceful because you're not looking to keep up with the Joneses. You're not trying to find your worth in the world. You're not trying to find that sense of, am I enough now? You're not looking to social media to get that attention. You're just thankful in Christ you have a heart of rejoicing and you have a responsibility to peace. You have a responsibility to have peace for your life. Okay. God loves you and you need to take care of yourself. You will grow through what you go through and you have a responsibility to peace. And what does that mean? It means you have a choice to decide every single day what you want to experience in your day. And just because you grew up with some friends doesn't necessarily mean that, in a sense, let me put this in an eye perspective. Just because I grew up with you, in a sense, doesn't mean I want to be a part of anything and everything that you do or you want me to be a part of. And you might be wondering why. And it's because my experience with you hasn't necessarily made me feel good about my life. And just because you go to sleep at night doesn't mean you're resting. You have a responsibility to walk in the direction of peace. It is a biblical commandment to walk in peace to rejoice always so if you're hanging out with people that are constantly bringing up drama that are constantly nagging you down and feeling you wear down that you're getting anxious every time they text you because you're like oh crap I gotta text them back that's probably a friendship that you need to reevaluate in your life and maybe you're just holding on to them too long in this season and it's time to move from the season that you were in to the season that you are in now. You're not planting when you're harvesting. It's two different seasons. And you need to really be paying attention to what season God has you in because that peace that you're so craving, you could attain if you just followed in the steps that he's called you to walk in, but you're too busy trying to hold on to a pair of shoes that don't fit you anymore when he's got this brand new pair of shoes for you to run in the season that you're in. You only have so many people in your vehicle that can fit and some people aren't meant to be there for more than a few seasons. And you have a responsibility to walk in peace. You have a responsibility to claim as a child of his, the blessings and the calling he has on your life to walk in his commandments. He says, if you love me, you will keep my commands. And as Christians, especially here in America, we have become so passive and lazy in our walks. And we're just like, oh, that's pretty cute. I've read that like 5,000 times. When in reality, God's like, no, it's still new today because his word is alive. That same commandment that he told you to walk out yesterday, he wants you to walk out today. There is no, oh, I'm going to take a break from reading my Bible today kind of thing. That don't work, homie. He wants you to enjoy your life, to laugh and smile. And it's very important when you recognize when people's seasons are over. Don't hold on to them just because you have this concept of loyalty, which I'm going to be talking about in a few weeks. Your worth is found in the Bible. So if you are feeling down and you are feeling negative and you're just feeling so unworthy, like, don't get me wrong we are so unworthy of the cross. We are so unworthy of Jesus dying for us. There are days I just sit in my Bible time talking to God and I'm like, God, I cannot explain your love for me because it's, it's unmanageable. Like I cannot wrap my human brain around it because his love is never ending. And the closest thing I can get to it is when I look at one of my best friends, or I look at one of my siblings, or I look at a cat, And I'm just like, and I just get this like little happy, like kind of geek in my head of like, oh, they're so adorable. And it's just like that overflowing, never ending love for that thing. And that's the love I have for God. And I'm like, God, your my love is nothing compared to your love. And that's how much you love me because there are days I look in the mirror and I'm like, it's really hard for me to love myself today, God. Yet your, your blood, your son's blood is still shed for me and is forgiving me. And if you love me, you'll keep my commands. That's what he says. And I do my best every day to keep my commands. To keep not my commands, but his commands. Which are found in the Bible. Which is where your worth is found. And you can find that. God calls you precious. God calls you chosen. God calls you redeemed. He calls you worth more than rubies. You are his heir. He, the, pro, the parable of the prodigal son where the sun went off and then he came back. And that is Jesus with us. Jesus is waiting with open arms to capture you in his arms and just to give you a hug. He loves you. You are important. If you woke up this morning, that is the first thing you should be thinking is, thank you, God, for letting me wake up another day and breathe. Because that means you have something that you want me to accomplish today for your kingdom. We need to start changing our mindset here in America of gratitude instead of, oh, the alarm's going off. I got to get up again. Like, no, what does God want you to accomplish for his kingdom today? Because you are worthy. You have a calling. You are enough in Christ. He has made you enough. God does not make no bad thing. God made you good, and he said it was very good. You are his child. And when you start walking and walking and living out those scriptures, every name of God, every problem you have, God has a name for that. He is the I am. He is Jehovah Nisi. He is Jehovah Rapha. He is Jehovah Shalom. He is the God of love. Like I said, he is the God of love. But he is also the God of judging. And the God of mercy. He is a sovereign God. Who will. When he comes back. Judge. Every single person. Who has lived. And who is living. And who may live. And we will be all judged according to our sins. Every single one of them. Because nothing can be hidden from his sight. So often we ask why do bad things happen to good people? When we really should be asking, why do good things happen to bad people? God has been so good to us, yet we are so wicked on our own. We are so full of ourselves. We have created idols of ourselves. We try to find our worth in ourselves and that's why we just play this endless crippling cycle of trying to find our worth, trying to find in ourselves, failing so we try to find our worth some more in other people we can't find our worth there so we fail some more when in reality God just wants us to look at him because he looked at you and said you're worth it so when you call yourself stupid when you call yourself not worthy when you call yourself not good enough you are trying to play God because if you look in the Bible I don't think you're ever going to find God creating something stupid yes we might act stupid at times but that doesn't mean our core identity we are stupid On our own, we are not good enough, but with Christ, we are good. It's time to choose who or what are you letting rule your life and determine your worth. It's time to fix your crown. Fix your crown means know your worth. When you know who you are, or should I say whose you are, then you find your worth. So let's take a heart self-to-self check today and start changing our reflection to the one who called you worthy. Let's start switching our mindset from one of negative, dabby-downer thoughts to hearts of gratitude. That instead of complaining and being anxious, we start praising and thanking the Lord. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Who We Are.